Welcome to the Womb Wisdom Podcast. My name is Holly Deaver, and I'm the owner and operator of Rosebud Wellness, where I practice women's holistic health, utilizing acupuncture, Chinese herbalism, yoni steaming, Arvigo abdominal massage, and the fertility awareness method. This podcast will be part conversations with women who are mothers or hope to be mothers on their journey through menstruation, fertility, pregnancy, birth, postpartum, and motherhood, and part information about the holistic health practices that I use in my practice. Please enjoy. Thanks so much for listening. If you're feeling intrigued about the fertility awareness method after listening to this episode, then I have a special offering to recommend for you. So I have just created a self-study course that you can do all online so you can do it at your own pace and learn the fertility awareness method fully. So in the course, there is information about the female reproductive system, how it works, the optimal cycle parameters that you are looking for when you're assessing your cycle as your fifth vital sign. We also get into good nutrition and lifestyle habits that help to support healthy hormone production. We also get into the fertility awareness method and how to track and chart each of your fertile signs. So there is tons of information in this course about tracking and charting your BBT, cervical mucus, and your cervical position. So it doesn't have to be super duper complicated, but there are a lot of things to know. And so I've really broken it down into smaller digestible pieces so that you can work through this course at your own pace and kind of build on your knowledge as you go. And then I get into specifically if you are using this primarily for conception purposes or if you are planning to use fertility awareness method tracking and charting to prevent pregnancy. And then in the end of the course, we also have, I provide you with a variety of additional resources to continue your study and learning. And there is a bonus call, a one-on-one session with me that is offered through the course as well. So that is definitely really beneficial if you, after you go through how to track and chart your cycle, then you can have your session with me to really break down your chart in particular and what I'm seeing. And I can make some recommendations about diet, lifestyle, some of the things that are maybe not specifically listed in the course um, for you in particular. So if you're interested, there is a link to sign up for that course in the show notes of this episode. You can also go to my Instagram at rosebud underscore wellness to get access to the course as well. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Womb Wisdom Podcast. So I am doing a solo episode today and recording in my car. So just trying something new. I'm in the midst of moving to a new house and everything is all over the place. My schedule is very scattered and I just want to keep going and doing the work that I feel so passionate about in the world, even if it doesn't look or sound Perfect. So that is what I am up to today. And what I wanted to share about in this episode is something that I've talked about before, but not on the podcast. So I just wanted to highlight some of the ways in which the fertility awareness method can be so helpful in terms of pregnancy. And that might seem a little bit confusing, like you can't even really fully use the fertility awareness method when you're pregnant because it's not so 
relevant. So if you're new to the fertility awareness method, maybe that's not so obvious. But I wanted to talk about all of the ways in which you can use the fertility awareness method in and around pregnancy and then also in the postpartum period as well and why it is such a useful practice for so many different reasons. So I'll just kind of give a little bit of an outline of some of the things it can be helpful for to start. So of course you can use the fertility awareness method to achieve pregnancy. So it helps you to identify when you're actually fertile and then that enables you to um, time intercourse around when you are actually fertile and thereby optimize your chances of conception. It can also help you to identify areas of your cycle that are maybe suboptimal, like if you have a super long follicular phase or a short luteal phase or if your temperatures are low or if you're not producing very much cervical mucus. All of those things would be things that would be really good to know if you are hoping to get pregnant and stay pregnant. So it can help you to achieve pregnancy in the first place. It can also help you to confirm that you're pregnant. So you can actually identify that you're pregnant before many women would know because it would be, you know, only a couple of days. If you have a super regular cycle, it would just be a couple of days late. Your, your period would just be a couple of days late, which can be happening for a number of reasons if you have ovulated later, typically. But in the situation of practicing fertility awareness over time, once you know how long your luteal phase typically is, if you start to go past that amount, then you can be pretty sure that you are pregnant. And so that's a really cool application of the method is to be able to confirm that you're pregnant without really needing to take a pregnancy test. I know that when I found out that I was pregnant, that's how I found out because I got to 16 days after ovulation and still no bleed and my luteal phase was never long than longer than 14 days so I knew at that point that I was pregnant I did end up taking a pregnancy test just because I couldn't believe it but um, you actually don't really have to and you don't really need to confirm a pregnancy with a doctor or anything like that so it can be really empowering to be able to to know your body so well that you know when you're pregnant it can also help you to date your pregnancy. So one of the things that I talk about when I talk about dating your pregnancies a lot is my own personal experience, which is limited because I've only been pregnant one time. But I've seen this very frequently in my practice as well, that a lot of times the ultrasounds are not super accurate in terms of dating pregnancies and they'll kind of think that they know what the size of the baby is and convince you that they really know and that it's super accurate. But what I have seen over time is that there is a pretty large discrepancy between what they're seeing on ultrasound and what the baby actually is, how big the baby actually is. And so what can be really helpful is if you know for sure when you're ovulating, then you'll know for sure when conception happened within uh, like two to three day range. You, ca you can't always exactly identify when ovulation happened because you're looking at cervical mucus and basal body temperature. But once you see that your cervical mucus dried up, that you had fertile quality cervical mucus, it dried up, you had a temperature shift, you can be pretty sure within a one to two day range of when ovulation actually occurred. And once you know that, 
then you know that conception happened somewhere in that time frame. And so that can help you to identify how far along you are. Whereas in the, if you're just go, working with a practitioner, whether it be in with a midwife or with an OB, typically they ask you when your last period was. But if you're somebody that has a super irregular cycle like myself, then that isn't so relevant. So for example, in my case, my last period was sometime in May, the beginning of May. And I didn't actually get pregnant until the middle of June because my follicular phase was so long. So that is problematic, but it's not terribly uncommon for women to have longer follicular phases, especially if they're under a lot of stress, if they're under eating, if they're over exercising, if some sort of, if they've been traveling or moving, life is just pretty stressful. There's a lot going on and women's menstrual cycles, depending on the woman, but many women have a response from all of the stressors that they're exposed to. Majority of the women that I've worked with, I would say are, are under eating, over exercising, or sometimes both. And then they're also really stressed on top of that. So having a longer follicular phase, thereby ovulating later in the cycle is not terribly uncommon. So that's something that's really important to know that if you have identified when you ovulated, then you can be very confident of when your conception date was. And then you can go by that rather than your last period, which in my situation would have been a two week, actually maybe even longer, three weeks. So my due date would have been three weeks earlier than it actually was because I ovulated so late. So hopefully that makes sense. Like my 40 week, you know, cutoff would have been earlier if they were going by my last menstrual period because I conceived so late in that cycle. And so the reason that that is so important is because especially depending on the, the model that you're birthing in, whether you're working with an OB or a midwife or a more medically minded midwife or a home birth midwife, there's a lot of differences in how different practitioners view birth and due dates and what that means. So I know that my midwives were not terribly concerned. They were, you know, open to me going to 42 weeks and potentially beyond and just having continual conversations with me. They also really respected that I knew my body and I knew my conception date. Um, in the beginning of my pregnancy, I was working with an OB and she wanted to go by my last menstrual period, even though I knew my conception date. They are um, just really wanting to kind of follow the rules that they know and are pretty used to women not knowing their bodies and not knowing when they ovulate. And so it's not really a fault of any individual practitioner. It's just kind of how the system is set up is to disempower us and you know, kind of just treat us like there's no way that we could possibly know our bodies better than a, an ultrasound or a medical practitioner does. So anyway, um, that would have been really problematic, especially if I stayed within the hospital care system, because if I had gotten to what they thought was 40 weeks, which really I would have only been 37 weeks, they would have been talking about inducing me way earlier than actually would have been necessary. And I ended up going even 10 days past uh, my due date, but that would have been way, way, way past if they were going by uh, my last menstrual period. So 
that's why that part of it is so important. So hopefully I didn't go off on too much of a tangent on that and that makes sense. The other thing that is really helpful, which isn't really specifically related to pregnancy, but what I found personally and what I've found with the women that I've worked with that have been using fertility awareness, whether they're using it for birth control or for conception purposes, usually people are kind of using it for birth control for a period of time and then wanting to conceive eventually. And so they're kind of ending up using it for both. But essentially what it's helping you to do is to listen to, to read your body, to pay attention to the shifts and changes, both physically, mentally, emotionally. And so once you get into the habit of doing those things, it's like a, it's basically just like strengthening any muscle in your body that then you're used to doing that. So then throughout your pregnancy, although you're not checking your basal body temperature and you're not checking your cervical mucus per se, you are in tune with your body in a way that you maybe otherwise wouldn't be. And that's one of the things that was really profound for me in, you know, going from a non pregnant person to a pregnant person was just watching, you know, sort of like witnessing my body go through all of the shifts and changes and really being present to all of them. And that empowered me to, you know, not, not just go to a medical provider and be like, Oh, what should I do? I'm feeling this. Oh, what should I do? I'm feeling this. It, I felt empowered to make my own decisions about how I wanted to care for my pregnant self. And I felt aware uh, enough of the shifts and changes that I was able to catch things sort of early on. There was one point early on in pregnancy where I felt sort of like UTI type symptoms. And I, I still don't know if it was actually a UTI, but I basically just, um, you know, was taking vitamin C and drank a lot of kombucha and was just taking probiotics and things like that to kind of clear that out early on. But it was just like the slight little beginnings of something that was uncomfortable rather than just ignoring it and then needing to go to the doctor and get some kind of medication or something like that. So that's one of the other really amazing things about learning fertility awareness prior to pregnancy is that it enables you during your pregnancy to, to continue paying attention to what your body is asking you for. And then that also just extends into better, better bodily autonomy, which basically helps you to know what's happening in your body and, and be empowered to make changes to your lifestyle, to your diet, and not necessarily have to be going running to a provider every single time you have a concern. And what I found personally is that this is hugely uh, applicable to being a mother, that there are so many different perspectives and everybody has an opinion about everything. Other mothers, other people that have never had children or been around children, everybody is going to have an opinion about the decisions that you're making for your child or your children. And the more that you can just focus on your own inner knowing and feeling really rooted in what's right for you, 
the less that noise is going to be disruptive to your life. That has been my experience for sure, is having this fertility awareness knowledge is so much deeper and richer than just looking at your cervical mucus and taking your temperature. It can be that sort of like basic and uh, surface, or you can view it in a much deeper way of, of what's underneath this knowledge that you have and how much it means to be able to take charge and take initiative on making the changes in your life and being the person that you want to be, the mother that you want to be. And so, yeah, hopefully this was helpful to understand how you can use fertility awareness way beyond just achieving pregnancy and how many more applications there will be for you throughout your pregnancy and then beyond. And so you can also use the fertility awareness method, which I've talked about this before on the podcast. So if I'll link that episode in at the, in the show notes of this episode as well, but using this method in the postpartum phase can be really, really useful for assessing your overall health and well-being, especially after pregnancy, which is a very depleting, um, thing to go through for women. There's a lot of nutrient deficiencies that women um, uncover through the fertility awareness method, tracking and charting. You can also prevent pregnancy using fertility awareness. So a lot of women, after they've had their first baby, don't necessarily want to go back on hormonal contraceptives, don't necessarily want to get an IUD. And so they're looking for other more natural options. And so enter the fertility awareness method. Um, and then you can also use it for conceiving future children as well. So making sure that your cycle is in an optimal place and that you are really healthy and going to be able to not only achieve a pregnancy, but sustain that pregnancy and create a healthy baby. So hopefully this was helpful and you understand everything that I've been talking about and how it can be helpful for you for pregnancy and beyond. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with somebody that you think might benefit from hearing some of the information that was shared here today. If you're interested in finding more about me, you can find me on my website at rosebudwellness.com, on Instagram at rosebud underscore wellness, or on Facebook at the Rosebud Wellness community. Also, if you're feeling called to leave a, a rating or writing a review, that would be amazing. It really helps to get the podcast out to more listeners. Thanks so much for listening and until next time.